0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife Miss Southern Shell. We got Tyler on the board. It's another beautiful Rain. rainy cold <laughs> day in Hernando, Mississippi.
1: I don't know when we're going to be able to film.
0: I don't know. That's what I mean. I was supposed to film, we were supposed to film yesterday. Yeah. And it stormed all day yesterday. Well, the rain's steady going. It's till six o'clock tonight. So,
1: no, it's late. This is than
0: more. Was,
1: yeah. When I checked it just a minute ago, it's at 11.
0: More reasons why we got to get the smokehouse complete. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, hey, the smokehouse is underway. It's mm-hmm. probably 80%. I'm
1: hoping. Yeah. Wow. That's, Hopefully by May we'll be in there.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. We had beautiful weather last week in New Orleans with our Blue Plate friends.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: Got the judge a little uh, contest.
1: Real quick, before we talk about that, I wanted to talk about um, this weekend, we're going to Fire Dancer in Benton, Arkansas.
0: I get it confused because he's from Bryant. Yes. Which is next door to Benton, and his shop is in Benton. So he's got the Fire Dancer shop like we got the Malcolm shop, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And we'll be at the Fire Dancer shop this Saturday, 12 to 13. Twelve to
0: four, hanging out.
1: Yeah, we're advertising talking. twelve to three because what's the we'll agenda? Be there
0: Just talking barbecue, talking barbecue, meet and greet. Yep, lots of meat or
1: <laughs> more greet than meat. It's more greet than meat. <laughs> how how do you spell meat? I guess yeah. <laughs> it's M E E T. That's okay. That's a good little pun though. Sure, so we should keep and that greet. in mind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe we need to start doing those here at the shop. Yeah, meets and greets. You get a little sample. Come in, we'll say hi to you. You get some chicken wing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get some smoked sausage. Um. So okay, we can talk about.
0: Oh yeah, you got the businesses out of the way. <laughs> is that the only business? Did uh? Do we know if the people that won the tickets to the Hawks for the calls got to go?
1: I, didn't I never heard them. back from yeah. them. So yeah. like,
2: Blue plays the one that reached out to them.
0: So. Oh, okay. It was out of our control. We yeah. just we just sent them two people or yeah. Whatever they had it
1: was. like a will call. Okay. style Foul ticket or
0: so. Well,
2: they you, got to go. Did
0: you have fun at the at the hogs for the calls?
1: You know, hogs for the calls to me is like we haven't been in years, but going back this time, I re- I remembered how much I like that contest. It's Fun. I would say it's probably the best contest for a – if you're not cooking, like if you're not on a team. Spectating. Yeah. If you just want to go and spectate to a to a barbecue contest, that's the one you need so to go to.
0: It's kind of akin to me to like going to a barbecue contest and going to a state fair that has really good food. Yeah. You take the like amusement side of the fair out because every booth is set up to fundraise or sell all the different kinds of food. Man, there was some good stuff.
1: Yeah, they get creative with it. I saw somebody that had like a waffle cone, macaroni cheese, and I think it was either brisket burn ins or pork belly burn ins on top. You see, know, you got a spoon. I
0: didn't see that. Yeah. I had to try that. Yeah. that's one to recreate. You think they make like you can? You can just buy waffle cones, right?
1: Yeah, or they're easy to make too. A lot of times, there's chefs and restaurants involved in these. Do
0: you things, use a waffle so. maker to make a waffle cone.
2: I feel like for that one, that what it was it hard or was it soft? It was a hard cone. Wow.
0: That's like your whole, that's your cup.
1: Yeah, it was like your cup.
0: But it yeah. wouldn't matter because, you know, waffle cone's a little sweet, but it kind of plays with it because of could. the sauce and stuff.
1: But they could have made a batter that was more savory. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Man, I like that idea. I got to figure out. Because they do it at, like, ice cream shops. I've seen them, you know, they'll yeah. throw them on. It looks like a crepe maker thing with a waffle, or I don't know if it's a regular waffle iron, but, but they get them roll. out while they're hot and floppy. They roll them and put them in this little, like, paper cone, and they'd sit them in a little rack. And that's why they sit there and get hard and yeah. crunchy. So it's like you're kind of you're cooking it, but it's not crispy cooked all the way.
1: And uh, Ubon's was selling Rice Krispie treats with bacon.
0: I saw that peanut yeah. butter
1: bacon Rice Krispie treats. I saw a bunch of stuff like that.
0: I stayed. Well, I, of course, I had to stay at the Blue Plate tent, but that's where we were doing the meet and greet there. And so I didn't get to walk around as much as you did. You kind of went around and checked out everything. So
1: I tried to. They have, I mean you just, did
0: bring back some nachos that are really good yeah. like brisket nachos
1: <laughs> but um the whole atmosphere is very fun and family and
0: it's New Orleans it's New Orleans it's a food yeah. town yeah drinks are flowing
1: every booth is selling two to three different things yeah you know, wings
0: they ra- did y'all, did did all see the total was, of how much they raised for this year It was
1: over three million? it
0: was way it was up there was it that over was four? fantastic for pediatric brain cancer it was I mean um, our hog, uh, Marcio's team won it for the second year in a go, uh, row, hog addiction.
1: They won the uh, overall.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, grand champion.
1: I have it all. Shout out to up. them.
0: Oh, did you got, do you have the list of who won? So did the chocolate cake win the blue plate?
1: Uh, Smokey and the Bacon won, um, the blue plate. They don't say what, what I, they did. Yeah, they and did
0: I, do a chocolate cake. Okay. So a it was an old fashioned mayo based chocolate. Have y'all ever had that mayo based chocolate cake? I have cake. not. And I haven't. I have. It's, it's old school recipe. It's not, it's so, you know, in a cake, you put eggs and oil, most cake recipes, flour, whatever. So the Mayo takes a part of it and it gives it like, so Mayo had like blue plate has a little bit of vinegar in it. It's got like a little, like a a twain kind of, it gives the chocolate cake that, but it plays on chocolate so well that you don't know if it's just really good dark chocolate in it or if it's that Mayo giving it that. And it's a, it's a really good cake. And the chocolate, I mean, you chocolate didn't fudge to, icing. I didn't get yeah, to try that. Yeah. I've just had that cake before. You I know? pulled
1: up my pictures and I found it. Like
0: oh, so the way we did it, like I only got to judge six entries. That's the way the NBN judging is, and there was eighty something entries. Wow, probably. So you can think of how many tables we had. There was six per table. So it was, and I, I mean there was there was shoot a dozen. I saw seven, some fourteen tables.
1: Out of all the stuff that got turned in on your table. Because I didn't judge. I was just taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And But on your table, you had a fish taco.
0: That was the best one on my table. Yeah.
1: What else did you have?
0: Uh Lotte corn, some coleslaw, some kind of shrimp dish that was like shrimp and onion sauteed up. With <laughs> That one. So, <laughs> so I'm not busting anybody out. But at Hogs for the Cause, this is one contest where they have unique categories where they give the teams a little index card, like a four by six index card. And you're supposed to not – you don't write out the complete recipe, but you write out a really good description of your dish. That way the judges kind of know what they're sampling. And so the card for that one said, signed up, forgot everything we were going to do at home, had to improvise. And it didn't tell you it was like <laughs> shrimp and onions and some kind of mayo sauce. That was just all it said. And so they improvised. We did have – so we had one that was it was pretty cool. It was like – fried gyoza dumpling, like a Japanese little dumpling yeah. that had a mayo potato salad in it or something filling. So it was kind of like half gyoza, half pierogi or something like that yeah. because of the potato element. And then they had the really good little dipping sauce for that. That, that was a good one. And what is the had some noodles too. That was weird. <laughs> it was like a whole box full of like sausage lo mein. It was like it had Andouille sausage in it and lo mein noodles and it was real dark and I guess there
2: was mayo in it you couldn't tell <laughs> it was that one was strange. What did the fish tacos have in it to like make? It had like a mayonnaise. coleslaw. Uh, so
0: so it had it was a piece of crispy fried fish. I mean it was white flaky fish. I don't know if it's catfish or what. Had a uh, slaw. Had purple uh, pickled onion. Okay. And it had like a spicy mayo sauce drizzled over it, which okay. I assume was mayo, blue plate mayo based. I saw, but I mean, fish, you know, fish tacos, crunchy fish tacos are delicious to me. <laughs> yeah. And so that was why I probably leaned to that one, but it was good.
1: I got to see what was on everybody else's table too. So I kind of got to see most of the entries. I mean, everything's happening so fast and there's 80 of them. It's easy to yeah. overlook, but I saw um, chocolate ice cream. I saw a cheesecake. I saw uh a lot of a lotte. Several people turned <laughs> yeah. in a lotte. Uh,
0: Our lotte was hard. Like, really, corn it was like overcooked.
1: Have you seen where they take those corn like riblets? Almost somebody turned in a box of those, and I heard they were really good. You, you know, know what I'm talking about? It's like a piece of corn, but it's like curled, cut into ribbons, almost. Yes.
0: Are they deep fried? They have to be,
1: right? I, I think so. Yeah.
0: It looks pretty cool.
1: It did. Um, I saw some uh, some lobster rolls or shrimp rolls or something like that. That would have been. That's, they looked really good. The whole
0: time, I was wishing I got the internet category. I was like, Oh man!
1: <laughs> you were coming with all crawf- kinds of cheesy ideas. crawfish
0: sliders with the mayo and the you know the blue yeah. plate, the sour cream in it, ice or cream, shrimp bread. Ice cream is ballsy. Yeah,
1: right? they the said ice it was cream
2: delicious. Yeah,
0: was on the table behind us, and I and the guy that I was sitting beside, his wife was right behind him on the table, and so that's how I got to know it was ice cream. But they were in little bitty jars. And they were kind of wrapped up. I mean, the, the appearance of it wasn't. That great because it was just wrapped up little jars and
1: once you pulled the plastic off, yeah, they were cute, they were cute little jars. I think they had blue plate logo on. Oh, them. Oh, did it? Yeah.
0: Okay, so I didn't get to inspect them. But when I got back over to the blue plate tent, there was a uh, a lady came by and she's like, "Oh, that's my friend's team. I'm gonna go get y'all some. Do y'all want some?" And I was like, "Yes, go get me some." <laughs> she didn't. Go, she,
1: they, they must are, not have had them. Yeah,
0: I imagine they went fast and, and it was warm down there. I don't know how you kept them cold. But those that was. A, that was creative to me Mm -hmm. to make a chocolate ice cream and to turn that in
1: i saw a lot of fritters you know different types of fritters and i saw several dumplings and
0: you see pimento cheese
1: um because
0: to me that'd be a no-brainer like a really good good. cheese
1: i don't remember i don't recall out the top of my head
0: what would you do if you got to turn in your best blue plate mayo dish
1: I don't know. You're like putting in the because, like, you've got a
0: cookbook full. <laughs> it's like everything had Ooh, mac and it. cheese. See, I, did you see any mac <laughs> and did cheese? I mac and cheese. That would have been one. that'd yeah. been like hard to beat.
1: Yeah, it was a big pile of mac and cheese that they. Yeah, know, I was thinking really like good.
0: individual mac and cheeses, or yeah. either like a deep fried mac and yeah, cheese yeah. with another little mac yeah. spicy mayo sauce over it.
1: And that could have been some of the fritters I saw because I didn't, you know, get to see what was inside.
0: I was, I mean, po' boy. Yeah, I mean, that's a classic blue plate dish Like I took a picture beside their big giant po' boy (laughs) I didn't see a po' boy Um, I figured that would be a New Orleans thing I
1: saw some mini sandwiches that might have been like mini po' boys I saw some grilled cheese and tomato soup
0: Hmm. Uh, That's interesting Grilled uh, grilled cheese would be good because you could use the mayo on the outside for your butter element And the inside And toast it and the inside Grilled cheese, pimento cheese sandwich
2: it might be like one of our contests where people stay away from doing the stuff that seems directly obvious. It's like, yeah. oh, everybody's gonna do pimento cheese. Yeah. So then only one person does it. The no. most unique. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's what it was. And there was
1: a you did have to judge creativity. Yeah, right? that's
0: what it was. It was like appearance, creativity, flavor, which is taste, and then overall for that category.
1: I only saw like one potato salad.
0: Yeah, and I, I figured that'd be like a a lot of people would have done potato salad.
1: Um but the grand champion went to hog addiction. Uh, Squill Team Six had whole hog. Pork Funk All Stars took ribs. And Trailer Pork Boys got a <laughs> oh, <on really>? shoulder.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um,
1: that I love their names down there. They really go out with their booths to make them cool and interactive. Mm-hmm.
2: Y'all were sending me the Titanic. I was like, what? That yeah. was
1: awesome. Crazy, Look, dude. there
0: was one. They, had, I don't know how big the booth was or the tent thing they created, but they were turning it into a full fledged like nightclub that night. They had rappers come. Who did they say was coming there?
1: They said Juvenile yeah, the, came uh, last year. Last year,
0: Juvie was there. <laughs> I was like, what?
1: <laughs>
0: this year, I forget who it was, but it was, it was, it was I'm backing were, it
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that Titanic, it was scaffolding to make to be look like a giant tugboat, giant cruise. Yeah, deck? something like that. Yeah. Then they
0: had a band.
1: They had a band up there on the like a full deck. five piece band on the Lido deck. <laughs> on the Lido deck. Yeah, the Lido deck. <laughs> That's awesome. Just the whole atmosphere there is cool.
0: And they had music. You know, there was music playing all day. Yeah. Well, if I had to say one negative thing, it was windy. But at least it wasn't raining, and it wasn't like miserably hot. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was beautiful. There was just a strong like. Which ten fifty mile hour wind all
2: day?
1: Could be worse. I'd rather really have the wind
0: than the heat. Oh
2: yeah. I guess y'all were getting a piece of those storms that came through. So it's kind of sort of like the tail. End of man,
0: me. my phone blew up that night. And shout it. I mean, you know, prayers go out to everybody that was affected by those storms. We had some severe weather come through the mid south, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. I mean, we were we were hammered once again. There's you know, a lot of people. People lost lives, you know, you never want to hear that, but then property damage and everything, and I know there's people out there, like OBR's out helping, still, and there's all kinds of different people that are, you know, taking up donations and stuff like that, so we want to always keep that in mind, but it was it was scary, and I was, we were, I was getting scared because, you know, our son was home, uh, your mom was at our house. Yeah. At one point, the tornado was headed right to our house. Mm-hmm. That's when my phone
2: really blew up.
0: I was like, I'm not, I'm not on. <laughs>
2: and I can't, I didn't see any news. I mean, we were out, you know. Yeah, there was a lot of people reaching out to y'all specifically, just like, yeah, y'all know, just stay safe well, it, and stuff like that. But,
0: it said that the uh, Hernando Air Park was like, take shelter now. It was that bad. And I think you know, like, we called your mom. And she's like, well, the wind's blowing, but <laughs> luckily that tornado split. There was like three tornadoes there. One of them hit Mikey's mom's house and mom and dad's house and blew the roof off it, but the it kind of like split our neighborhood and I guess it what it came across the big lake was it jumped up and it wasn't on the ground when it came over our neighborhood. Luckily. Luckily.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's scary.
0: It's scary. It's scary. I'm tornadoes is one thing I'm deathly afraid of. Yeah. Especially at night, because that's the worst. I feel like at daytime if I can see it coming I and mean, we got big fields out here. I can you know, I can go. <laughs> You think you can?
1: (laughs) You can. (laughs) What are you going to do, but
0: I just feel like at daytime I'm okay. I can see the storm at night. Yeah, you have no clue what direction it's coming from. You're sleeping, and yeah, uh, you're. That's right. Oh, I wouldn't have been. I would have been.
1: You uh, would have had us in the bathroom. Yeah,
0: y'all would have been in there with the helmets on. That's how I was. (laughs) Would have broke out the football helmets.
1: Yeah.
2: So my wife works on the weekends, and so for every Friday, Saturday, I'm pretty much home alone with my two boys. And so when all this started coming through, which like I'm pretty young, but since I've lived here, I've I cannot recall any event that was like, y'all are for sure five out of five. Like, it's going to be crazy. So I kind of had to make a decision. I was like, do I want to spend all night in the closet or do I want to go south? So I actually ended up going down to Jackson just to, like, not have to be in the closet the whole time or whatever. Smart man. Yeah. yeah. That evacuate. <laughs> there was a lot of people actually down there that would do – I saw lots of DeSoto County tags. stuff, so, so I thought I would be the only one, but yeah. no, there was a lot of people. So.
0: Well, the bad thing was the storms just came through there last – a week ago. So there was, you know, a whole community was yeah. destroyed. Rolling Fork, and then it mm-hmm. come through Winona, and went back up the, towards Amory. I mean, it was it was really bad. So, and that was a week before this other round came through, and I was thinking we were gonna have some last night, so I didn't sleep good last night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: enough tornado, enough, enough tornado weather top. talk.
1: Uh, while we were down in New Orleans, we did eat some good food.
0: Oh, always.
1: It. <laughs> That city has such good food. Uh,
0: but you leave a little piece of yourself with it every time you go. <laughs> <laughs> at
1: least I do. <laughs> Have, I was all
0: good up to Sunday.
1: There's a song that says it takes a lot of water to wash away New Orleans. Ooh, it does. That's very true. <laughs> on the way down there, we stopped at Mindorf's. It is a catfish joint.
0: At Manshack. Yeah. Yeah, right on the – it's on the middle of the causeway that's going, you know, 55.
1: Um. Their catfish is you very unique.
0: Super thin. Yeah. I love it. I think
1: it's great. So they take because normally you buy what? What size fillets? You, buy?
0: Uh, you know, I like the four to six ounce small fillets.
1: Do you cut those in kind, half?
0: Um if they're four ounce you don't have to, but if they're anything bigger than six, I usually split them.
1: Okay. To Just make- cause
0: I like a thinner, smaller piece of fish that'll fry up super crispy. And it's thin, so you get the right crunch, you get the right seasoning on it. It's just, to me, that ratio of crunch to fish is, is perfect for yeah. catfish.
1: But they, it almost seemed like they took a big catfish fillet, yeah. and then, how would you describe it? They
0: fillet it even more.
1: <laughs> it's almost like they peeled layers off so of
0: it, it. It's like, um, I think it's called a Delmonico, a Delmonico cut of catfish, or whatever. It's, I need to look that up. But that's yeah. not That may be not how you say it. A delicata. I think that's what it is. A delicata cut, which is a large catfish fillet. And they're thick. When I say thick, you know, it can be up to an inch or more in thickness. So they, and I don't know why they, maybe they just like that style down there. Maybe they were trying to stretch the fish they were serving back in the day. But I actually asked the lady that was waiting on us, you know, did they cut these fillets this thin there? And she said it started back when they had a lady and that's all she did was cut catfish fillets, and she had a very sharp knife, and she would fillet it more. So it turned these larger, thicker fillets of fish into smaller, more manageable fillets that, that you could bread. It like
1: paper, almost yeah. paper thin.
0: I, I'd like to see one in its raw yeah. form before they breaded it because it has to be that thin to get that ratio of, of breading to, to you know catfish yeah. meat that thin. But, man, it fries so crispy and good. It just melts in your mouth. They don't, and it says, like, when you sit down on the table there um, at Middendorse, that here's your seasoning array. They've got, like, this little carousel where you've got Tony Chaucery seasoning, Cajun seasoning. you got the crystal hot sauce. you got cocktail sauce, salt and pepper, of course, whatever you need. There might have
1: been one or two other things. On this right little here,
0: kiosk. Yeah. And it, on the sign, it said, you know, we, don't, we, we, see, we simply coat our fish in a mixture of flour and meal, and that's it. No seasonings. So they want you to taste the catfish in its purest form and if you think it needs seasoning, the seasonings on the table for you to do it. That and and when I was I like so when I read that I was what would you think?
1: I was like oh crap. <laughs> I'm going to hate this fish. <laughs> it's
0: going to be plain, it's not going to have any flavor. It was totally opposite of yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it was good.
0: When you tried that catfish, I mean first you tasted the the season, the batter, but it I mean it wasn't like needed salt or needed pepper or anything? Mm-hmm. And then you tasted the fish and it all went together. It was just a really, really good bite of catfish.
1: I thought so too. And I did use a little seasoning, but
0: I liked it. It was tartar sauce. Yeah. I mean, that's that I didn't I have
1: to. But it was almost like the fish was so thin, it just became one with the batter. And yeah. <laughs> for real. You couldn't have like picked the batter away from the fish.
0: If you go there, don't, I mean, you don't need to order anything more than a small plate. <laughs> that's what we got. We were just for lunch. We knew we were going on to New Orleans. And I was like we'll just, you know, stop in. We were ahead of our check-in schedule at a hotel. And I'm glad we did cuz I've, I've passed that place a bunch of times and I've always known it's famous for its thin catfish, thin crispy fried catfish. But if you get a chance to stop in there and get a bite, do it. It's worth it.
1: We also went to Restaurant Revolution uh that night, which was probably the best restaurant I've been to in a while. Really? Yeah. It was one of my favorites.
0: It was, the the meal was awesome.
1: Yeah. We ordered. I think I
0: shocked the waiter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we ordered char-grilled oysters. Yeah. And bone marrow, roasted bone marrow. Is, if, it, if, those if that's those on a
0: menu, if bone marrow's on a menu, you bet that I'm going to order it. And it's just a canoe of a beef bone that's been roasted. They usually bring you. Did,
1: they brought us out some bread. Yeah,
0: they had some bread. Oh, well, we said you can keep that yeah so what I did was when those char grilled oysters come out, you pick that bone that bone's hot when it comes out thousand degrees probably bubbling the marrow just cooking perfectly in it, but there's a lot of like where that marrow melts and just turns to like delicious oil beef oil, I guess you'd say tallow <laughs> hot thousand degree tallow, drizzle that, pick that up, and drizzle that over those char grilled oysters. And when the and the waiter saw me do it, he's like, "What do you?" And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I, I like your style." A, he acted like he'd never seen it before.
1: Do you did you have I'd that never idea seen that when you before. ordered
0: it? No, but when I saw it sitting there in front of me, that just a light went off. <laughs> how could that be bad?
1: It was so good. Yeah, that was the best char oyster I've ever had in my life. Because
0: yeah, you had that bone I had foam marrow, marrow with it. it. Yeah. That's something I need to add to the menu. I don't even remember what I ordered for how I ordered. He called it the shorties and lobster, short ribs and lobster. It was, it was a good dish.
1: I had redfish. It was
0: with the little lemon. What was that, beurre blanc sauce or yeah. something, something? It was like just that. a
1: really well cooked, perfectly cooked piece of redfish mm-hmm. with a sauce that he poured when he set down the table.
0: I like that aspect of it. The sauce comes out in like this little silver pitcher, baby milk pitcher yeah. or something, and he pours it in your plate first, and then the fish. Or just whatever. Just makes me feel fancy. Yeah, it was good.
1: <laughs> Um, we also found, I found a little tiki bar that I wanted to go to. I've never been to a tiki bar. I've always wanted to go to a tiki bar. What was it Berry? Beachfront Berries? It, Latitudes 29.
0: If y'all ever get a chance to go in that place, that's a cool place. It had, it's, t- it's about the size of this
1: podcast room. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it's tiny. And it was real dark. Yeah. And,
0: super dark. Like you can't see. I mean, yeah. candle lit tables. That's about it. I don't even know if they got lights. We were
1: pulling out our, uh, Flashlights I on like our that. phone to read the menu. Yeah. I mean, that could be because we're old. But. Did you?
0: T- we took some pictures of those drinks. You need to share some of those.
1: Yeah,
0: that was. They I, were real I never would have knew that bar existed. And I've been to New Orleans, you know, bunch. What street was it on? Decatur.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we had an Uber drive us off there.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was like you didn't know that was the one you couldn't find the door for, right? And I was like, <laughs> is it this
1: door? It was hidden. Yeah. It was well hidden. Um. So we had something called a Shanghai lumpia, lumpia there, L U M P I A, and it's a Filipino style egg roll. Oh yeah, um, and they had shrimp, pork, muerpa, udon noodles in that egg roll. It was good. So I looked up what uh, lumpia wrappers are. So it's a fi- uh, so the lumpia is a Filipino version of spring roll. Um, both. Spring rolls typically like rice paper, right? Like thin, see through stuff. Um, Lumpia paper uses flour instead of rice. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be a flour and they're circular like a crepe instead of square or rectangular mm-hmm. like a egg roll.
0: It was very light and flaky. Yeah. Super light. Those were good.
1: It was when, very good. And then we had pimento cheese rangoons. Those were good, too. Which I thought that was a great idea. It's mm-hmm. kind of taking the Southern and the Asian. Yeah.
0: It really wasn't like a dinner place. They just got like some apps, like yeah. small plates, they called it. And we sat at the bar. I mean, and had a, the bartender, like she'd been, I forget how long. I asked her how long you had to work there before they let you make drinks because the drinks they were making were super complicated. I mean, they, it was like you needed to. To Be a florist to make it, they put so much <laughs> garnish and stuff. I mean, for real, like she put yeah. down flowers and stuck them in, and it was crazy.
1: She was making the flower garnish there with each yeah, drink you ordered. Each there. Drink.
0: It took them a while, like you didn't just they're not churning out drinks, yeah,
1: it's they're not like, slinging it's, them, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like uh, when you order a drink, it might be 15 20 minutes before you get it, but they were like, well worth it.
1: They're shaving nutmeg on the top, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was fancy. Um. We also went to the Cochon Butcher one day for lunch.
0: One of my favorite lunch spots now. Really? I've been to the Cochon Restaurant, and I just thought it was good. I've yeah. never been over to the butcher shop right beside it, and it's just like a little lunch place where they still have a meat counter where you can order deli meats and cured meats and things like that, but it was fantastic for lunch.
1: I had duck pastrami sliders with Gruyere cheese.
0: That would be a good one to recreate.
1: It would be really good. That'd be good for a a contest entry.
0: Oh, for exotic or
1: mayonnaise. poultry? Yeah. Manatees. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Was, I got the classic muffaletta. But we also got some hog head cheese. Did you ever had that?
1: I have, but I've always not liked it. <laughs> so what did you think about It was really good. Foods? I
0: thought it was awesome.
1: I kept eating it. Yeah, you got boudin too, and I thought it was really good yeah. boudin. Yeah.
2: What is it? Is it just a brand of it, or no? no. So what
0: it is, they take the head of uh, the head of a hog and they cook it down, and like I mean, I'm talking about, boil it down where all the meat comes off the bones. But it has a lot since they cook it like that. A lot of the collagen and you know the tendons and things like that in the head break down, and so when you get all this meat and collagen, you separate the bones and anything undesirable, you pick all that out, and then they season it up. And um, add probably onions and peppers and things like that, and they put it like in a mold
1: with gelatin.
0: Well, I, they don't. I don't think you have to add any gelatin because the collagen and all the breakdown of the cartilage okay. and the tendons is what makes it gel. But you have to refrigerate it like overnight, and it turns into like a loaf. Then you can pop it out and slice it up, so you get a chunk of all this hog head meat.
2: Ah, <laughs> if see. you know
1: pounds, <laughs> describe yeah right? yeah. <laughs>
0: it's something you need to if you get a chance to try it don't think about how they did it yeah just think about how good all of it tastes together (laughs) i will try it
1: so i I did look up the like official definition it is parts of the head including the tongue sometimes they'll throw in feet and heart um but it definitely includes brain eyes and ears
2: (laughs) (laughs) definitely includes thanks y'all for the
0: description you just cook the head down you just (laughs) boil the head oh we're gonna do it we're gonna do it tyler
1: (laughs) Let's do <laughs> we'll that. do that for buck junkies
0: or something. God, all right, let's get out the big pot and bowl it down like Mark Jambalaya Pot. Cause you need something big to cook the head in, especially if you know I mean, you're talking about two hundred fifty pound hogs' head. That's a big head.
1: Yeah, I mean the he- You like some of the head meat, like the jaw and the
0: temple meat. Some of the best meat on a hog. And I doubt like they probably don't do that when they make yeah. hog egg cheese. They're cutting those jowls out. Temple might be in there. But it's, I mean, they're not wasting anything when it comes to a pig. There's a use for all of it.
2: Would you eat uh, I'll, head meat? I'll try anything once. Yeah. I wanted to try it when we had the Palmer Home thing, but it I think I just ended up having to leave too early or something like that. But I would try anything once. Oh, yeah. Nivis and may you get to try some hog head. <laughs> I'm sure it'll ruin it for me. <laughs> I'll never be able to have it anywhere else. <laughs>
1: Well, when they smoke a hog the way they do at Memphis MA, it's a whole different situation. Yeah. Yeah. The meat is Shell's ate
0: like eyeball before. I've seen you do it.
1: <laughs> it was a dare. <laughs> we were daring each other.
2: I would do it. The straight <laughs> hog eyeball. <laughs> was there mayonnaise involved? No, no, no mayonnaise.
1: It was, just- it was beer though. Beer was beer involved. involved. <laughs> Makes
2: sense.
1: Um we also went to Broussard's for brunch. And
0: best brunch in New Orleans <laughs> not because of the food <laughs> because of the I don't even know if you call that bottomless mimosas it's just like we're just going to give you all the champagne you can handle <laughs> it Explain. was a bad idea <laughs> that's what I was okay up to Sunday until we went there five days later I was like yeah that was pretty fun but if you ask me that next day I do not think I was going to make it back from New Orleans <laughs>
1: So when you order the bottomless mimosas, have you ever ordered bottomless mimosas anywhere else? Mm-hmm. The only place it's I've seen it's like casino. Yeah, it's typically like you've got to wave them down, and they bring you something that's pre mixed, and it's not doesn't have very much champagne in it. You got to keep asking for it. When you sit down here, order bottomless mimosa, they give you a little carafe of orange juice about this big. Yeah, and then they just start pouring champagne in your glass. you don't have to ask them. They'll just walk by and say that you've drank half your champagne and go ahead and fill it back up.
0: They don't ask you if you want more juice or anything. (laughs) And it's like, we never got any more juice. (laughs) It was just always champagne, champagne. And they just kept bottles like sitting around in these little champagne holders around the tables, yeah. Yeah. And so anybody walking by was pouring champagne for you.
1: (laughs) You,
0: Yes. You could be talking with it in your hand, talking over your shoulder never filling your glass
1: up.
2: I had a feeling. I had a feeling it went south at one point because I sent a couple videos over. I was like, "Hey, I see your looks over," and you were like, "Does this have to be today? <laughs> <laughs> Is this going live today?" And I was like, "Yeah, one of them." <laughs> so.
0: Oh, getting back Monday was. We needed to like come back Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to pull over and turn into a bridge person. Like all these all these people sleeping on the bridge, I was going to stop. Just I got to sleep with them, Shell. <laughs> you got to you got to give me a day or something. Maybe that's how you become one.
1: We did it. You like, go to
0: bottomless with the next day you're sleeping under bridges.
1: <laughs> I can Doesn't see. seem like a
0: bad idea <laughs> at the time.
1: I can see how that progression happens, yeah. being there myself, yeah.
0: Living there? Oh, yeah. You would have to learn some limits or something if you are going to live in that town.
1: I don't think I have those kind of limits. <laughs> you had a croak madame.
0: Yes. It was very good. Some kind of, I'm really not sure what it is. It's like ham. Let me tell you. Yeah, it's ham and it's like a grilled, a fancy grilled cheese so, with a, with an egg on it.
1: So there's a croque monsieur, and then there's a croque madame. Mm-hmm. So croque monsieur is a hot sandwich made with ham and cheese, um, and then they put more grilled, uh, shredded cheese on top mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. grill it or bake it. So you get ham and cheese in the middle, bread. Cheese on the outside. A croak uh, madame Madame is when they add an egg on top top. of it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. But it was awesome. Best thing I had there was that fried oyster dish. It was really good.
1: It was fried oysters and tasso Tasso ham.
0: On like this bed of spinach gratin kind of. Or some some kind of florentine sauce. yeah. Yeah, That was really good. Damn. Sounds like y'all went on like a. You know. It was pretty much a, like a little foodie tour.
1: I did a lot of research.
0: I Shell of had that. all this lined out too. Reservation. It was like I didn't have to think about nothing.
1: <laughs>
2: you just showed
0: The it. only place that I had us go to is like one night we ended up in this place called The Alibi. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was, you go from going to like Revolution to going to The Alibi. Where you get frisked before you go in this hole in the wall place. Oh. It
2: is very questionable. But I had a blast in there. I'm all too familiar going to places like that with you. <laughs>
0: it's one of those
2: it was one of those LA type places, Tyler. Down and dirty.
0: <laughs> we stumbled out of there, but I don't know what time it
2: was.
1: I feel like you gotta do both. Yeah. I feel very comfortable at both places. I do too. I don't know what that says about me, but That's a part. <laughs>
0: Hey, that's why I was willing to go lay down on the bridge. <laughs> I, I'll go from the Ritz to the bridge real quick. <laughs> I am not picky. <laughs> just depends on what state of mind you're in.
1: <laughs> but yeah, if I let him plan the trip, it would just be like, let's just walk around until we see if we find something. Is that <laughs>
0: there's something to be said about that? I though. don't
1: argue that there's something to be said about that. But then. In that town, you typically have to have reservations and plans.
0: If and, you want to go to the fancy places. Yeah. But I like to go somewhere and find somebody that I know who's like, hey, man, you work here? <laughs> give me a table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like a little more structure in my –
2: Yeah. That's how my wife is too. She plans everything like that.
1: I leave I leave rooms. I like plan
2: You got to give me my free other. spirit time. Yeah. 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 It's so like, we may go to this
0: bar and get some oysters. That's how I like to plan it. There's a place over here that sells oysters. We'll go over there and see if they got any beer.
1: You just got to have a few spots in between there that's reservation times.
0: But Sunday, so Shell's planning quit at like after the mimosas. <laughs> after the try to drown yourself in champagne morning. <laughs> this is morning, no, mind you. It was my turn. <laughs> so we ended up watching the LSU women's college game. They played Iowa. That was all hyped up, and LSU destroyed them. Yeah. And then we watched that, and then we, where else did we go? We got a slice of pizza at one point, maybe a Lucky Dog or something. <laughs> and then we ended up singing at a piano bar. We met some people from uh, DeSoto County.
2: Oh, wow. We,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd been to the shop and everything. And so we went to the piano bar, and we stayed in there and drank hurricanes until <laughs> I don't know what time they ran us out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I got outside. I said, "Yo, taxi! I don't, we got to go to a hotel.
2: Stat! <laughs>
0: Just stat!"
2: Got to check think, out in two hours. <laughs> yeah, we got to be out of there in two hours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Then we got to flip heads, flip a coin, until you're driving home. <laughs> oh, our drive home was eventful. Like we were t- we was pretty much taking it thirty minutes at a time. Now, mine. Now I don't know. We were probably in bed by midnight. Surely, I really don't know. And we didn't leave the hotel till probably 10, 10.30. So we, you know, we had a good sleep, <laughs> and then we got up. We were both dragging because I'm be forty eight years old this year. That's, that's that's tough for an old man. <laughs> I mean, Shell's the young one in our crew, so I was like, "Can you drive?" She was like, "No," <laughs> but you did. You started out, and we might, we'd go thirty minutes, and then I'd take over, and I'd make it thirty minutes. I said, "Shell, we're never going to get home. <laughs> we're never going to get we home." We made it. We made it. We did.
1: We, song, we sang every song that they played in that piano bar. Every song. They probably hated us. Oh, I know they did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know they did for a fact. going to be passing you on TikTok. Yeah. Like, that guy.
0: <laughs> That's what she'll – oh, man, there's, no, there's probably video.
1: <laughs> so Memphis and <in> May. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's change the subject before
0: we incriminate ourselves.
1: Memphis and May. The meeting was last weekend. The official like, cook's meeting from Evan we last we, weekend. We were in New Orleans. We, we were in New that. Orleans. So Mark went. Mark and Jamie went. And Jay Craig.
0: Yeah, because they, they, they cooked a toka contest. They had to evacuate that contest because of a storm. Yeah. But they went back and cooked it and finished fourth in hog, I think. I think that's what Mark said.
1: Yeah, I think they did. He brought them. He had a trophy. Mm. Um, the, the vibes that I was getting and what I've heard was that It wasn't the best meeting. Oh really? Yeah. Um,
0: Very militant.
1: (laughs) Very militant. They're threatening to fine people thousands of dollars for all kinds of stuff. If you put, you know, stakes in the ground. If you get off the pathway while you're loading in your trailer. It was some pretty.
0: It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very
1: interesting how this goes.
0: Well, I want to know what the state of the parks going to be after Bill Street Music Fest. Because I don't know if a barbecue team could do more damage than they do, especially if it rains that week. And, I mean, in years past, it's just a giant mud hole. I mean, that's, you know, and when it does dry out, it just turns to dust. And what grass was there and all that's usually just beat down from traffic. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I guess they're <laughs> hoping. I don't know. You think you're going to get 100,000 people at, at Music Fest just to stay on the sidewalk? Yeah. You know how that goes,
1: and not kick the sprinkler heads, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, very, it's gonna be very interesting,
1: and not to stomp on the grass too much.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, I hope they but, hadn't like planted flowers and they think they're gonna survive, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs>
1: they're gonna get stomped. Um, because it, it used to be
0: just flat ground and they grassed it and they knew. Every year after May, they were going to resod everything. Yeah, it was just I mean, is what it is. I would imagine that's still going to apply.
1: Well, typically, I mean, I imagine it would survive if you didn't have the rain, but typically you get the rain coming in either yeah. right before or during the music fest. I can tell you how many times I watched bands wearing a poncho. You know, oh yeah,
0: it's a, it turned into a mud pit. Yeah, every stage. Well, you can tell. When they when they take the stages down, but you can tell still where the stages were afterwards because it's just a mud. I mean just
1: Yeah, especially right yeah, there in front of the stage. Yeah. Um so this year we have a river spot. What does a river spot mean, Mount?
0: Uh, it means the front of your booth is facing the river, the Mississippi River, Right on like there's used to be a sidewalk right right along this bank of the river kinda. Well above the rocks so they and that's you're both to be right on the other side of that sidewalk. So you're when you're looking out, you got a beautiful view to the west.
1: I always like it.
0: Oh, it's the best it's the best spots in and, and barbecue fest. You've you got, get a breeze coming off yeah. the river as the sun goes down, you get the sunset, you can see the both bridges on both ends. I mean you
1: that's got, the spots like, to have. The river boats are going by. Constantly
0: going by, yeah. That's what makes Memphis and May so special to me, being at Tom Lee Park right there on the river. It's just there's no other ambiance at a barbecue contest like that.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you one. Yeah. American Royal, you're at a Speedway. Yeah.
0: The you Jack, spin. maybe, just because of the atmosphere at the Jack. Maybe. But Memphis and May is like no other.
1: Um, And we're cooking whole hog this year. We are. What have we cooked the past couple of years? Ribs? Ribs. Yeah.
2: I think sh- that was kind of a big announcement. I don't think you guys have said that yet on there. I think oh, you yeah. all yeah. have kind of talked about it preemptively. Yeah, but- we signed up for hog. We're
1: cooking a whole hog. Think,
2: in fact, I think we're going to cook two whole hogs.
0: You pretty much have to
1: On a stick burner.
0: On a stick burner.
2: On an outlaw smoker.
1: Which is not something that's typically done. Down in Memphis or May either <laughs> Yeah
2: it wasn't last year It was kind of on a weird grill too That one hog uh It was in like a big drum or something yeah, Oh yeah Yeah
1: Blue yeah. all cooked yeah. one On a gateway drum
0: mm. Interesting
1: They showed it on a gateway drum <laughs> 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 still not
2: You're not convinced yeah, I'm not convinced I was not there I don't know
1: I don't. I was not there I do not know
2: I think I saw the big drum Like walking around yeah. Or whatever But
1: yeah I it, bet it was delicious If it was cooked on there
2: Man yeah That's what I mean that's what
0: Jay come up with this idea on these outlaw uh, stick burners to mimic that drum flavor because I mean I've heard me say it constantly the best flavor any of my pits is is my drum smoker because that meat juice drips down on the coals and if you can duplicate that that's old school hog cooking like all those uh, smokehouses and you know barbecue joints in the Carolinas or in Western Tennessee or or my kind of family my family's from. Or based on those, they were brick pits with a grate and they shovel coals underneath them. And the hog, as it cooked, dripped down on those embers and created that flavor, that steam that comes up. And it's amazing. And that's kind of what we're going for with these outlaw pits now.
1: Yeah, because he's not, it's not just an offset fire, he's putting coals underneath it with the offset fire. Jay has made
0: it to where underneath, like on the belly of the the stick burner now has like its own compartment of doors that opens up, and he's got these baskets that you can you know slide in your in your firebox into your pit. It catches the embers as they drop down from your stick fire, and goes in these little charcoal baskets now or ember baskets. And you take those ember baskets and you slide them under your hog, underneath the doors as it's cooking. So you're putting them under the hams, under the shoulders, putting more heat. And as that drips down, it's giving you all that flavor. And so you're cooking it with the radiant heat from the firebox doing, you know, kind of flowing through like a stick burner does. Plus, you're getting the benefit of those hot coals underneath the hog. Which I guess, you. I mean.
1: How much heat are you getting from the coals underneath?
0: I They're cooking a the hog in six hours. So. so you're getting. But but I mean, you're going to think they're probably running at 350, 400 degrees on that pit. Wow. But it's pulling a lot of air, so a lot of it's like convection-style heat because it's just rolling through there. And so it's it's speed cooking. It's fast. It's hot and fast, but you're getting that flavor. But oh, a drum cooks hot and fast, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, those guys are cooking ribs, you know, two and a half hours, butts and four hours, brisket in four hours. So it's that same style.
1: Do you think there is something, like, do you need to do something extra if you're cooking that hot and fast? Do you need to um, work in a big rest
0: or the rest is very important on it because you got to let it calm down. But also, you can't put all the seasoning and sugars on that hog like a lot of teams do from the get go. And that's what if you go back and you watch these old style of cooking, they might have took them still twenty four hours to cook these hogs. You know, these in these old old fashioned pits. But all they used was salt. They didn't use a lot of se- a lot of sugars and a lot of other stuff in it because it would burn up. Yeah. And so you got to watch that, and it would take you know you would slow that hog down big time, if you only run coal baskets underneath it to really old school. But by adding sticks to the far end and letting it pull through and controlling that heat, that's how you're spe- that's how you're speeding that process up.
1: And are, you're also cooking from the top and the bottom.
0: Yes, you're cooking it from both sides, of yeah. the same time. Whereas if you just had coals underneath it, you would just be bottom cooking.
1: You probably and now flip you're getting it? that heat. Did rolling. they flip it?
0: No, ours don't. The other ones, you know, those old school hogs, they would start them out, skin up, get that skin nice and tight, you know, from the heat and the salt. Then they would flip it halfway through and finish it out, mopping it. That's where they get the spicy vinegar mop and stuff like that. So we're kind of doing that same style, and we're just salting it at first, but then we come back and put our rubs and stuff on it after we unwrap it, set all that, and set the glaze and stuff like that, so... It's a unique style hog, but it's pretty tasty.
1: <laughs> it is. It's very good. It's my favorite. It's my favorite way y'all've ever cooked a hog.
0: Well, to me, it reminds me. Of, it reminds me of the best barbecue I've ever store. had in my life. It comes from Jacks Creek. That's what it tastes like when you taste a hog that's been cooked that way. It just there's something about it. You taste the smoke. You taste the the pork flavor. It's not all about injections and sauces and marinades and rubs and all that stuff. It's just the essence of it. And so when I'm thinking of a whole hog, man, that's awesome. I probably wouldn't want to cook ribs that style. And I don't know. They'd probably be really, really good. But the hog, that style is just phenomenal from end to end. Like we were pulling out ham on it and and Mark was giving me some when they did a practice cook. He's like, guess where this came from? And I was trying it and I was like, my goodness, that tastes like belly. I knew it wouldn't. Yeah. But I said, that reminds me of the belly that we've been cooking, you know, and of the just a regular comp style hawk. He said, that's ham. And that's some of the leanest meat on the animal that is tasting like that. So if you can make ham
1: taste that good,
0: man, you got something.
1: So for today's uh, Shell's Learning Time,
0: is it about blue plate mayonnaise?
1: No, but it (laughs) is time to talk about how blue plate mayonnaise is the best mayonnaise on the planet. Why is that oh, it's so good. It's been, um, you know, that guy did tell us that they use real egg yolks, right? And
0: more egg yolks than anybody else, and
1: more egg yolks than anyone else. And that's why he thinks the flavor is so much better. Yeah. But,
0: he, but he did say that they that Duke's does use egg yolks too. Yeah, there's the not other, as many yeah. as <laughs> it's close to as many as Blue Plate.
1: <laughs> that was actually a joke that uh. Said, you know, people will get upset about mayonnaise. You know, they'll fight. No blue plates the best. No Dukes is the best. They'll argue, but nobody's standing up for Hellman's. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> it's just those two. I think it's more it's of a, like a middle southern of the road. It's a no, it's a southern thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fight over
0: mayonnaise. <laughs> <It's> serious
1: business. <laughs> so today, I want to talk to you about MSG. Is Either. it really bad for you? What do you think? Is it? Um, is MSG really bad for you? You know, there's this big hype that yeah. MSG so is bad, and people use it like MSG-free food and no MSG. And is
0: salt bad for you? Um, That's the, the here's your answer. Is salt bad for you? Uh, We're talking about natural occurring. This isn't like man made stuff. I salt was, MSG is a natural occurring. Um. I don't know product. I guess you would say, or it's a
1: monos- monosodium glutamate.
0: Yeah, it's not something man-made, right? No, it occurs naturally in food. Well, it
1: can be made from amino acid produced by fermenting corn, sugar cane, sugar beets, or molasses.
0: That's probably what. into
1: yeah, yeah. But it does naturally occur in things like tomatoes, cheeses, and some other yeah.
0: foods. So it's a flavor enhancer, is what it is. Is do I am I a fan of it? Yes, it occurs in a lot of stuff we eat. But it's like anything, if you use it in excess, it it could be very bad for you. If I was to put, you know, tons and tons of salt on stuff, my my heart doctor is going to tell me that's horrible for you. But salt's a natural thing. You know, I think a little of it, you know, it's okay. And I think the same thing with MSG, these people freak out over it. And a lot of that's hype, probably bad, uh, you know, advice or whatever you want to call it, marketing. It's all, you know, I I think that has a lot to do with it.
1: Um, it's actually one of the world's most commonly used food add- additives.
0: Really? Other than, well, I mean, I, would, I could see it. Salt, pepper, garlic, maybe MSG.
1: Well, it's used. <laughs> or as an additive. Yeah. it's You gene. know why? Because it gives flavor.
0: It makes, it makes other ingredients taste better. That's what MSG does. So when you taste something and you taste something that has MSG on it, it's like a flavor explosion. Yeah. You can, I mean, and you can taste it for time after. And if you've ate much competition barbecue, you probably love MSG. You don't even know. <laughs> but we use it, I mean, uh, we as in barbecue competition barbecue people use it in way excess. I guarantee you.
1: They
0: do. Way more quantities than you should because I've seen it and I've done it. People sprinkle it right on meat before it goes in a turning box. Would you ever know? No. But once you taste it, and then all them flavors pop, you're like, "Wow, man, they really got that sauce in there. That's those flavors coming through. I can taste the cherry. I can taste the, you know, the different elements of this dish. It's because it's been coated in MSG and had a lot of it in
1: there. Well, accent that's nothing yeah, but yeah. MSG, and it says wakes up flavor.
0: That's their that's their slogan. Wakes it up.
1: Yeah, it's very popular to be using Asian dishes, fried chicken, yeah. canned food. Oh, have
0: you used some of that? The Japanese, the Angiomoto? <laughs>
1: man, that's the best
0: MSG on the planet.
1: Is that what that is? Yeah. It's just straight we, MSG. We started
0: using it in steak cook offs because it's some super MSG. How
1: is it? Made? It's super MSG. It's just.
0: It's way more intensive than the MSG yeah, we yeah. buy at the accent,
1: you know.
0: You can't use near as much of it, but it's a lot flakier, too. I guess it's in a pure form or something. Okay. Or you don't grind it as much. Or... Yeah, yeah whatever but it'll wake a steak up
1: so um in 1968 a physician wrote about the chinese restaurant Sim- syndrome and blamed msg without any proof or evidence that it caused him to have these bad effects after he ate chinese food um turns out that letter was actually a hoax <laughs> it wasn't a physician he it just just a
0: marketing boy it, i
1: think so um
0: Probably from a salt company. <laughs> uh,
1: but it didn't matter because it took off. Um, they did a bunch of testing in the 70s where they took um, MSG and actually injected it directly into the brains and the bodies of lab rats. And ha- they had these horrible effects. But it's because they were dr- – if you would have taken anything and direct, you know, yeah. directly injected it. So now um, they've done some more study. And the Food and Drug Administration says that MSG is recognized as generally safe. Even global food-regulating bodies like the United Nations and the World Health Organization all agree. It's,
0: but they make you put
1: it on a label if it's in there. It does. It's very rare to have an MSG sensitivity. Um, and typically, the sensitivity is only seen if you consume three grams or more of msg without food so how much is three grams so they say most food contains less than 0.5 grams of added msg
0: are we talking like a tablespoon is that i don't really know yeah
1: give me google that
0: (laughs) no i was just wondering
1: my favorite rubs and seasonings have
0: msg in it
1: yeah i've
0: pulled it out of all of ours except for ap yeah and i refuse to because ap is a it, it it's a flavor booster, you know. It's it's what brings the flavor, and it's still in there. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. I mean, that's yeah. my stance on it. But I mean, it's on the label. It's there's some of it in there. Is it in prime beef?
2: Heck yes. yeah, so I was about to say, Like I thought there was because it's that's why I below. like prime beef so <laughs> yeah. and it wakes up the flavor and stuff. Yeah. You
1: put that on something, it's good. The thing about prime beef, which is, we're talking about, swine life prime beef, their yeah. seasoning. Um, they put they have umami flavor in there, mm-hmm. like uh some mushroom flavor and the MSG. So it really like, kicks up that umaminess.
2: It's like super flavorful.
1: Yeah, I
0: was wondering. That's what it is. If, I mean so if you've tasted something and your mouth you know, your mouth's watering and you can still taste all these flavors, think how great it is, it's because of the MSG in there. <laughs> yeah. That's what did it to you. So any ingredients you, or any rubs you taste, and you immediately get that effect—that's MSG. But that, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a, I like it. Heck yeah. And a little won't kill you, right?
1: I don't know what y'all do to them judges, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have some community questions for you. Awesome, let's do them. So somebody said that they were looking for fall off the bone award-winning ribs. They said they enter a local contest, and the judges complained last year that they didn't have any fall-off-the-bone yeah. ribs.
0: See, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you like to eat ribs that fall off the bone like that. I mean, that's so in the barbecue world, competition world, a fall-off-the-bone rib's overcooked. But when you're cooking for community contest or these small-town unsanctioned-type events, and they're just pulling regular judges like regular folks off the streets judging them, They're going to want that super tender rib like that. So uh, you can use the same recipes. You just need to take those ribs further. So instead of pulling them off at 202, 204 internal, you need to let those ribs go till like they're 210, 215, rest them. They're going to be more in that fall off the bone, meat will jump right off stage. It's just a matter of taking them a little bit further in the wrap. In the wrap. That's That's what gets them tender like that. You can add a little bit more moisture in your wrap. You can take them a little further and then rest them, and they'll tighten up enough for you to slice them once you open them up out of that foil, and then slice them, and then they're going to be, when that judge gets them, they're going to pick them up, and they're going to be ready to jump off the bone. It's just a matter of taking them a little bit further.
1: Have you ever judged a contest where you went to pick up a rib, and oh, yeah. the bone came off, but the Definitely. the meat was still in there?
0: Most I mean, most of the time, it doesn't happen in a, a, like a sanction contest, because- People have been instructed, unless you're new. But when i judge and I judge a lot of contests that aren't sanctioned barbecue contests, a lot of times, often those ribs are. And I picked up ribs, and all it is is like pulled meat. You get, you know, six bones in a box, and it looks like a box of pulled meat. Was it delicious? Yeah. Was it, you know, overly cooked? Yeah. It's overcooked for rib, but
1: because really it's still a, good. It's a challenge to land right in that, yeah, middle perfect, range, yeah. perfect
0: mark. And see, that's the thing about judging. They're not when you're judging tenderness, it's not truly is this meat perfect tender. It's what's what the tender guideline is. So if they're telling you meat's tender when you can take a bite of it and you know it's still juicy, it doesn't have that peanut butter mouthfeel or whatever. That's that's most of the time that's the tenderness they're looking for, and uh, and that does not mean fall off the bone. Because if you get fall off the bone meat, a lot of times the texture's off on it. It's going to get mushy on you, and that's so it's. That would gig you in tenderness for that. But it was evidently it was tender. It fell off the bone. <laughs> you know? No arguing that.
1: So I got another question for you. All right. This guy says him and his church group, men's church group, get together. They spend all day kind of cooking, like let's say ribs. The families all come towards the end and eat the ribs and stuff. But while they're hanging out cooking for that whatever six hours, what are some good pit master treats that they can oh. cook pass out and munch on while they're cooking the dinner
0: i would say um sausage and cheese that's That's a good one um anything popper (laughs)
1: yeah you know
0: abt what i was thinking with it you know take a jalapeno cream cheese little meat on top wrap it in bacon those cook fast bacon wrapped shrimp those are good ones smoked or grilled wings um, those chicken skewers, like thighs on the skewers. Those are good. I forget what I called those. I did a really good recipe on them.
1: You have a bourbon. Is that one? Yeah. That bourbon talking? chicken skewers. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Those. Might not want to do that for your church group. It
1: was just a bourbon marinade. Yeah, maybe do
0: a Dr. Pepper version. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, sliders, any kind of, the pizza sliders, probably one of my favorites. Any, just regular ham slot, you know, ham and cheese sliders, anything like that would be great. Um, a dip, a hot dip, cooked in a cast iron skillet. Oh yeah, like that'd be real good. One. Yeah, yeah, barbecue shrimp. That'd be an easy one to do. You can do that in a pan. Cook all your ingredients down. It cooks super fast. Uh, really want to spend some money? Smoke some crab legs. <laughs> have y'all seen? Have y'all seen the TikTok thing where they do the crab legs? Uh-uh. I got to do this. Like you get the cluster of crab legs and you break off on the you know the longer pieces of the legs, longer joint. You break off both ends and you hold it and you. Sh- Like slam your hand and knocks it out perfect.
1: I have seen that.
0: I want to see if it works. Okay. (laughs) Have y'all seen it? It looks so cool. That's going to change. That's going to speed up my crab leg game right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Make it easier.
0: Make it easier. I'm going to knock out a whole platter of that.
1: Let's do that for Easter.
0: Crab legs for Easter. That's not a bad idea. A lot of people do crawfish for Easter.
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of crawfish, did you see that crawfish TikTok? The washing God it jumped up
1: I don't know how many people are that many people are watching <laughs>
0: wash crawfish
1: wash crawfish it's I'm crazy. expecting like a community violation <laughs>
2: sorry, did, we, did I do something
1: <laughs> no but you just see all these crawfish yeah.
2: oh just how it works yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they got somebody made a d- comment that they go Wee. They
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know he said that and I almost cut it out it was, yeah I mean I almost left it in yeah you
2: should have <laughs> They must listen to the podcast because oh. I think he said, I think he oh, oh, did. Yeah. Oh. I thought it was funny.
0: You got another question?
1: Yeah. What do we got? This one's a really good one. So, Ferris wants to know he got peanut oil. He used it once to fry turkey for Thanksgiving, put it up back up like he should, but it's been sitting in his garage since Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, when he says like he should, do you feel to strain it, get, you know, any little crunchies or bits of seasoning out of the bottom, put it back in your jug, put the lid on it. I, I've kept it for up to a year like that.
1: When you say um, get any little bits of seasoning, like how thorough do you need to be? With I mean, that? Like most, of the, so most, of,
0: most of the time, like I've seen two ways. Like when I pour mine up, a lot of that sediment stays in the bottom. So I slowly pour it, try to pour the oil off the top of the pot first. And all that stays in the bottom, and I don't pour that in there. I just sacrifice a little oil in the bottom. It's where all the little dredges and seasoning bits and burnt stuff is. Gotcha. But they also make a, like, a, looks like an oil filter, and it has a little screen in it. And so you can buy one of those, run it through that, and maybe put a little coffee filter in it or something, filter it through that. But I don't get crazy with it. I mean, you can kind of tell the difference in the oil as you're pouring it. So, and it, it's fine. It's fine. I'd use my fish grease the same way. I have one separate. It's like all right. I cooked fish in this oil, so I'm going to strain it back in the you know the big two and a half gallon jug or whatever it came in. Take a permanent marker, a sharpie, and write fish fish oil on it, and that's what I'm going to fry my fish in. And I'll use it for you know six to twelve months. I'm so, I feel safe. Um, I think you would know like after you get a few cooks on it, you can kind of tell the oil starts to kind of get that burnt look or smell, or if it has like any kind of. little I mean, oil will go rancid on you, but you can usually smell it if it does. Yeah. And if it has, if it smells like peanut oil, it's fine. Still got that clear look to it. I mean, that's what I would go by. But I would think, I mean, just one frying, that's a no brainer. I'd still use it.
1: As long as it looks good and smells good.
0: Yeah. As long as a cat ain't got into it or something. You
1: know? <laughs> What's a cat going to do? I don't know. Cats lovable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get hair on it I'm licking it I don't
1: know Well Malcolm that's all I have for you today
0: Alright well hey I hope everybody has a Happy Easter out there
1: Yeah, Cook up nice some
0: those, It's time to get those hams going uh, Tyler you want to tell everybody what Where they can find us in the community and all the good stuff?
2: Hey, guys. So all the questions that Shell just asked came from our Let's Get to Cooking community page over on Facebook. You can find it just by searching Let's Get to Cooking, and it should pop up first result. Um, Also, we're going to be doing a giveaway pretty soon over there because it's springtime. I want you guys to start getting those grills cleaned up and stuff. Some more details to follow uh, probably this week after Easter on that one. And then uh, if you want all of Malcolm's favorite recipes, make sure you guys download the How to BBQ Right app on the Google Play Store or the Apple Store.
0: Yeah, if there's something you want to see me cook. Or give my take on Put it in that community That's a good place for us to Heck get yeah. that and We're
1: always looking for suggestions Yeah, yeah. I, need like to
0: do, I need to work on that chocolate cake
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've never really done too much bacon
0: No, that'd be a good one Blue plate chocolate cake on the smoker
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. be a good TikTok Use the spicy one, spicy one. I don't know about <laughs> that Diablo chocolate cake Diablo, Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to connect with Malcolm it's How to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: We gone.